This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. Welcome back to the Midnight Club. My name is Clinton Scott Timmerman, a.k.a. the Badger of Death. <laughs> or as my friends of the Czech Republic call me, Yezvets Smrti. Or for this one guy I met down in Puerto Vallarta, I am the Tejon de la Murata. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm, I'm just in wonder of you. Oh, that's what they all say. <laughs> Yes, we are here in Bothell. Are we still technically Bothell, Mill Creek? Yeah, right we're unincorporated. Border. Unincorporated Snohomish County. This is the place you can light off fireworks whenever you want, although I'm still pretty sure you're going to piss off a neighbor if you're doing it middle of the night or even earlier in the night. But you'll hear that after Seahawks victories. And we're getting ready for a big-ass heat wave. Um... In Seattle, we don't usually get into triple digits. True. And we are on the verge of hitting triple digits. I have a wedding to go to just outside of Portland this weekend, and it'll be 108 degrees. And I believe Monday I heard that it'll be 113 degrees. Now, for that guy in Tucson who was looking for that murder podcast called The Midnight Club in Canada and came across and is listening, you're thinking... 113, that's no big deal. Again, we're not equipped for it. It's a little bit more humid and um, should be interesting. Should be interesting. Um, This is where air conditioning comes into play. And I want to throw a punch. Everybody around here who says, well, I live in Seattle. I don't need air conditioning. No, you don't need it in January. Guess when you're going to want to have air conditioning? This weekend. So he's rambling because yes. we are in our backyard at yes. home. We started life this evening <laughs> I'm at I'm Locust <laughs> Cider in Woodinville. We were going to record there, but then they had some delicious food truck out front. They did. Delicious-esque. And uh, some really good slushy drinks. And we ran out of time. They closed. So we are here. And yes, it's hot. And no, we do not have central air. No central air. So he's escaping no. us to go to Portland. Well, this wedding is, is outside. Air. That's true. <laughs> uh, cousin Devin, he probably did not foresee that when he thought Oh, I'm sure June. not. June. Well, and this got delayed because of COVID. But usually it's actually cold and rainy in June and it, through July 4th. And then July 5th, boom, 85 and sunny. Not this go around. Yes. And Kelly, I believe you said something about a river float. Yeah. We're going to float down a river. Yeah, he's leaving town, so I'm going to... Girls gone wild. I'm going to hit up style. my ladies and go have fun. I don't know. Just You're going to pick a river. Just not pick a river, I guess. There's two close by. My money's on. You end up in Leavenworth, because that's where you guys gravitate Fuck to. And that is no. a very fun river. It is. But, um, so we have actually acclimated a little bit for the for the heat we were in arizona a few weeks we ago for my daughter alice's birthday and then last weekend we were in a very hot hot part of the country 
Yes. We were in Iowa. Iowa, the Hawkeye State. So, yes, uh, we were there for the... No corn to be found. Certified Piedmontese Ironman 70.3. Yeah, the World Championships. Which got shortened a little bit. Yeah, that is true. It was the the, the uh, World Championships that was supposed to have the inauguration, their first run last year, but COVID, COVID. like many things, screwed that. And then we had it uh, this year. It was quite, quite an interesting uh, fair. So, I um, traveling. There's a couple things. One, <laughs> traveling with sweetness. Sweetness oh, is gosh. My, my other Anybody partner. please email us and tell this man how crazy it is. He is. I love him so, but anyway, sorry. Share your story. What's wrong with sweetness? Just because the bike sleeps with us doesn't mean it's anything wrong. You know in Full Metal Jacket when they got the guns in the bunk bed and like, this is my weapon. <laughs> I am with it and it is with me or something along that. Uh, it's That's what the bike is to us. But you got to treat her well if you want to fly. To us? Or yes. to you. Well, you're in bed with sweetness, too, or is that why I wake up and <laughs> no, it's just I'm talking about your leave. flight. How you took a flight well, to a different no, so city. Well, he, no. and here's here's where I was going. All that there. So when you fly in airlines and oversized luggage, which it's not that much bigger, they usually charge about two hundred or two hundred fifty dollars each way. United maybe one fifty, but you're you're spending between three hundred to four fifty to five hundred dollars just to fly your bike. So I now have MVP status on Alaskan Airlines, and Alaskan Airlines, uh, actually this last go around, they didn't charge me anything. It used to be forty dollars each way. So free is a lot better than potentially paying five hundred dollars. So I wanted to be able to take Alaskan Airlines. And one thing about Iowa, though, it's very difficult to get a nonstop flight to Iowa. And there are no nonstop Alaska flights. And one thing I've experienced with these oversized luggage is is that um, they tend to not make the, f- the connecting flight and you get your bike later. So I kind of need the bike when I get there. So what I did is I found a nonstop flight from Seattle to Minneapolis. And I rented a car from Ace Rent-A-Car. And then I drove the three hours down to... Des Moines, or as the French originally said, Des Moines, or is what they say in Iowa, Des Moines. Um, got everything checked in, and shout out to Quintana Roo. So I have a PR5 disc, and they show up at certain events, and if you own a Quintana Roo, no appointment and no money charged, they will they will all, do all the tune-up stuff, everything you need, they'll, they'll hook you up. And so I got there. Met a guy named Michael who kind of reminded me, just looks wise, of the uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. It's a great book. Um, and uh, yeah, forty-two, meaning a life. Um, <laughs> Kelly gave me a look. Really nice guy, awesome guy, super nice guy. He, he and helped he hooked me. you up. He did. So what happened is he, he just so happens he, to look like somebody who. And the guy was murdered. Cool. If anybody seen on the internet, the dude that like saved the lady and he hatcheted the other, like the bad guy. Have you seen this? Just report. Look for what was it? Hatchet man saves lady. Yeah. Anyway, maybe that's Michael's cousin. 
but Michael, he uh, nice guy. He actually helped me put the bike together, and then noticed that the braking cable was cracked. It was getting rusty, and he said, "Hey, I tell you what, I'll come in early tomorrow because I have to take apart the fork, and then I'll put a new housing cable in." I mean, it was awesome. And, he, and again, they didn't charge me anything. We we tipped him twenty dollars. Actually, Kelly tipped him twenty dollars. Thanks, thanks, hun. Um, but Quintana Roo. So any uh, QR owners out there, if you see Quintana Roo is going to be at your race, they will willingly help you out. I even called Tennessee on Monday just to say thank you for for Michael and their team. I think the other guy's name was Scott, but they were they were awesome. But anyway, uh, got to Iowa. I had lived there for seven years, so I was kind of excited to be back and that's one of the reasons why i did this race just because um i want to try to do a, a triathlon of you know in, any place that i've lived and um and i wanted to show kelly the places i lived as well um but saturday we were at dinner with one of my good friends and his wife and we get this notification because there were all these thunderstorms even on that friday that Hey. I flew in on a thunderstorm. That was really cool. I never. She did. She did. Yep. Before. And transition was supposed to open at 4:30, and then ath- professional athletes in the water at 7:20 or 7:30, and then the age groupers at 7:45. Well, we get this, uh, you know, email. Hey, transition. You know, we're probably going to open it at 7:30 and go from there. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on things. I'm like, okay, wow, this thing's delayed by almost three hours. Well. We wake up and it is pissing oh, rain. It, it, it is it is the scene <laughs> in Karate Kid Two where Mr. Miyagi they're on Okinawa Island and there's that monsoon and I think did Daniel save that nine year old girl on the pole mm-hmm. and it, it was like that and we get this notification that hey you know delayed don't know when this is gonna happen and then we get another message where it says okay transitions opens at eight forty five. And uh, it's, so, it's not even just pissing rain. There's thunder and lightning mm-hmm. out. That, I think that's their biggest concern, although I still don't know how anybody would ride a bike in those conditions. So it is um, you know, 845 open transition, 920 or 930 the pro start, and then age groupers at like 940, 945. Mm-hmm. So we get everything together, and I really thought they were going to cancel the swim. And I thought there was a really good chance they were going to cancel the race. Well, even driving to the start of the race, there's hail. It was just, it was horrible. I mean, it was one of those where you can't, you can barely see five feet from the rain. It's, you know, blowing wind. And what was our theory on why? No fucking way. Why was the theory of their continuing to Mm -hmm. keep? Well, what I had wondered is they already had to cancel it one year. Uh And then I think more people signed up. So it's bigger. And it's the world Uh, champions and the inaugural. And it's the inaugural. And I don't think they, it's like, look, everyone's been wanting a refund. We can't keep canceling this thing. So Kelly's theory was like, they'd probably rather have a way of of having, like, giving people on the course, and then even if they have to drop out or if it doesn't work out, so be it. Or if they have to it cancel it because there's, you know, somebody got electrocuted. Right, right. <laughs> Which I'm not saying that the race director or Ironman isn't looking out for the safety of athletes. Not what I'm saying I at am. all. <laughs> Kelly's going with that theory. Um but they, I, I definitely, you know, yeah, they're motivated. We're all there. We want to, we want to get out there. But I, on the way there, I was like, no way. There's just no way they're putting this on. And then the swim is still on. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. They're really gonna have this. Okay, they're gonna put the swim on. But they're shortening the bike, and it did say, 
it looked like originally they were shortening the bike by like 12 miles or something like okay well the one thing about how they have this set up and it's one of those things where it is what it is one the transition i was able to find this out afterwards is 0.67 miles from the swim end on concrete on yes on concrete but the swim start was even farther uh-huh. and uh where you have to park is over a mile from yeah. where you're gonna go so I'm, I'm used to being able to go essentially to your start line um most places they either either shuttle you right to where you're gonna start or and I, i'm also used to where your swim ends and your bike starts that transition at least t1 if it's not all combined it's pretty close so we're already having to find parking we're already having to walk over a mile and then we we you know get to the transition of course i have to go one way kelly goes another because it was pissing rain i thought i'm not gonna need these sunglasses so i left the sunglasses in the car and then kelly's here if i have my uh phone with me i'm not gonna need the phone she knows where i am i should be fine so i give her the phone give her my wallet go into transition do a final check through and, and again they they give you just one pretty kick-ass waterproof bag rather than the usual bags where you segregate everything the day before and make sure you have everything so i get ready to uh you know for the swim i go over i'm in the porta potty i'm dealing with usual pre-race jitters and gi issues or whatnot and i'm already not feeling all that great from the travel and then i hear this announcement you know self-seaters is like oh if you're 40 to 45 minutes you know get here and one thing that they were doing for this i wasn't used to this i think some races will do it but if you're wearing a wetsuit wetsuit was optional water was 78 degrees i was not wearing a wetsuit i was wearing a tri-suit but the wetsuiters were going to go after the non-wetsuiters so i'm trying to just haul ass you know get out of the porta potty get my flip-flops get to where I need to go and then the swim start and the swim end are in two different places so I need a place to try to ditch these flip-flops by the swim end but they had this big ass chute so I was already just kind of panic and stretch usually I like to get there early enough where I'm stretching getting everything ready and I had none of that drop off the flip-flops skipping people online I hope they don't think I'm cutting but can you really cut in something that's a self-seating thing plus there's a bunch of wetsuiters in the back. I didn't have mine. Um, but I get up in the line, uh, get into where I think I'm going to be. I ended up in the 37-minute line. I thought, mm, I'm going to be 40 to 45 minutes. Um, kind of a, a nice thing. Somebody I haven't talked to in years, but he's a dentist out in East Des Moines. Look over. Lo and behold, boom, there he is, Chad Johnson. So had a chance to catch up a little bit with him. But then we go to the water start, jump in the water, and here we go. Water, very, very warm. Uh, didn't really seem the cleanest. A lot of the locals were like, hey, you're going to be uh, feeling slimy the rest of the day. But uh, getting the water, and essentially, how many turns were there, Kelly? There were one, two, three, like four turns on it. It was, mm-hmm. you, you really kind of... I couldn't really see where you got in. Like, I could see the arch, but I couldn't see the water where you got in yeah i mean there was just there's only so much land well land so much water in gray's lake yeah this isn't a lake it's a pond <laughs> if you're from washington it's a pond <laughs> so we get in and uh we're getting around i am just having a shit swim i think my official time was like 49 minutes you know 
Uh, but the observation I had from watch trying to find you and watch you from the land is that they gave the professionals and the like the first tier of people so much room so much room so much time and then all of a sudden it was like cattle fucking herding into the water and you were saying you were having a hard time with just you know people right left front oh i definitely was kicking banging hitting you know running into people more than than normal um and there was just a shit ton of people there yeah and Uh, that wasn't the case in the beginning of of the swim yeah, yeah. But it really did take you, what, about 25 minutes to get into the water once you were like... I think so, yep. Yeah. So, get around the lake, finish up, go down the chute, find the flip-flops. Luckily, they were still there. And as we're going, somebody next to me happens to say what I was thinking. He's like, does this count towards our half? <laughs> you know, the run at the end. It just kept going. Barefoot on concrete. Up, down. Well, I have my flip-flops, but still. Yeah. Up, down, and then around. I'm like, holy shit. So I get to the transition, get ready, open up the bag, and no socks. I He pulled them out that morning. Everything. And I'm like, they must be in the fucking <laughs> the hotel we room. We found them. But on the way in, Kelly's like, hey, I'm going to go to the car and get your sunglasses. I'll see you at the turnaround. So I thought, okay, when I see her at the turnaround, I'll say, like, I've got no socks. Can you even go to the Iron Man store or whatever? Just socks. TJ Maxx. It doesn't have to even be back to the hotel room. And so I just put on my bike shoes, no socks. Some people do that. It was my first time doing it. Um, one thing was really weird. As I'm leaving the bike transition, people are already coming back in. It's like, holy shit, these guys are just hauling ass. And, and uh, I take off. And uh, first you go through Waterworks Park. There's a uh, trail system that goes along the Raccoon River. Which Kelly keeps visualizing dead raccoons. <laughs> I, I didn't see any. It definitely smells like there could be a bunch right, of dead right. raccoons. It though. is just <laughs> still stank rank water. The rivers in Iowa, a little different than than least Washington. Um, going along and on, but still. The, and I'll get into this a little bit later, but just the the travel, everything leading up to the race, I just was not feeling myself. I wasn't feeling great. I wasn't feeling, um, Kelly wants to go climb a tree. She's pointing to the trees. No, I think she, maybe she's talking about turning the overhead lights on and I'm double fisting the microphones right now. Um, but as we're, I'm going on the bike, I'm, uh, heading on up, up, there are these long rolling hills. First I was going about 20 miles an hour. My, the pace I'm always hoping for is about 16 miles an hour. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm doing all right. Uh, but then I just really kind of felt like I was struggling a little bit, um, continuing on, but right at mile 15, I noticed, Hey, that's where the turnaround is. So it looks like, okay, this is going to be about a 30 mile bike ride. And it was about that fifth, the last 15 miles, that 15 miles coming back for this out and back where I really started to actually feel more like myself, feel a little bit more normal and actually was enjoying everything. The benefit of being a Clydesdale is if there's more downhill, you get a whole ass a little bit more when your um, you know gravity works with you and your fat ass a little bit more when you're a Clydesdale. Uh, but the best feeling in these times is when you kind of feel like the bike is, you know, when you feel like sweetness is carrying you home. And, uh, you know, when she's like, thanks for all those wonderful nights. Um, Kelly's definitely giving me a weird look now. 
But anyway, those those 15 miles, those last 15 miles, I was sailing, I was gliding, I was doing pretty well. Um, ended up being about an hour and a half on the bike. Um, so I get to transition. Still no well, socks. And, yeah, because oh, I, I did not see Kelly. I did not around. find him the entire so bike. So I'm still wondering. And you, was it closures? Was it confusing? Uh, what, well, what, one, it took me the entire bike ride to find our car because I didn't pin where we had parked the car. It was a hustle. And you're not from there. I mean, you I'm don't not really from know where, there. There was what, not a rush up, of people down. going to the cars. And so it was a lot of, yeah. I was yep. dripping in sweat, crying, just, I, I thought, I honestly thought, I'm like, well, shit, if I don't get it in the next half hour, then I'm just going to go back to the finish line, go to the finish line. And be like, You'd be like, he'll eventually make it he'll there, right? He'll eventually make it there. So, poor guy still has no socks. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So, I get to transition, and I'm like, maybe, do people bring extra socks? That might be a weird thing. So I see this guy behind me. I'm like, odd question, sir, but do you have any socks? No socks. So I I put my shoes on, and I have orthotics also, and I know this is going to chafe like hell. Oof. I am going to blister like a mofo. I go over to the medical tent. Same thing. Hey, odd question. Do you have socks? And there's this guy there. He's like, hey, take mine. So this volunteer named Keith, I asked his name. I wish I had gotten his last name. Keith, he literally took... The socks off his feet. His moist socks. His, and, and he in gave them I, to the me. Iowa humidity. So I'm like, and he's like, hey, you've got to run. I don't. And I'm like, Keith, let me let me send you some socks. No, no, it's fine. I'm like, okay, let me at least pay this forward to the next guy that doesn't have socks. Let me lick your butthole. That I'll, happened I'll later. I'll make it right. Yep. Um, and I'm like, Keith, your socks are going to carry me to the finish line. So I put in these short little black booty socks. They, and made, your, they made your legs look real good. Oh, see, I'm not. I'm usually. I like the compression sock look. Um, and then I, I take off on the run. Well, all that rain and everything we talked about late, you know, earlier. Yeah, that all went away, because all of a sudden it became like Kelly likes to say, Satan's butthole. Now it was hot, and how hot did it? What was the high it got today? It was at least in the nineties, ninety-five or so. And then it was like one hundred and ten percent humidity. Because of all, I mean, it had been raining it, for right. almost twenty-four hours. <laughs> so I take off. You go back to Gray's Lake, and it, I mean, blue sky. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you're pretty much exposed. Yeah. I mean, hardly any uh, tree cover. No. At all. So I'm taking off, doing my best in the course. Thank God they they had. Uh, you know, the, the eight stations are, you know, every one to two miles, probably every mile, mile and a half. Um, and I really do like how they have it set up where you start, there's water and then you'll get Gatorade and then Red Bull, Cola, food. And then kind of the reverse as you go out you maybe Gatorade again and then water and then ice. And so I, I need to find like a hat or something that stores ice. Cause I was taking ice, one cup goes down the front of the tri-suit, another cup down the back of it. You'd feel okay, but I swear, like 20 yards later, oh shit, you're back to feeling hot again. And then it was back to just breaking things down where like, okay, get to this turn or get to this mile. And like, okay, you know, just you were attacking the first three miles, three miles well, up. With the aid stations too, I just want to, I, because I think this is really important. I know it's been this way because of COVID, but the, at the aid stations, they're no longer handing you things. So they're giving you like full bottles of like Gatorade and shit that you have to open. No, that's that was at the bike. 
Right. I just, you were talking about aid stations and you didn't right. mention No, it. they put them in cups. Oh. Yeah. No, no, they're all on cups. No, no, you no. Cr- on the bike, though. They oh, don't the bike, but they've always done you. that. Oh, yeah. They don't open it for you. Um, oh, actually, this is one question I do have. Uh, if anybody has an answer. So when you're on the bike and they usually hold the Gatorade for you, but they've always given full bottles, at least since I've been doing this. But here's the thing. They'll hand you a bottle of Gatorade, an unpeeled banana, you know, a packaged whatever the fuck. Um, how do you grab that while you're riding and not stop and handle all that? I mean, unless you're an octopus with eight arms, like how do you peel a banana and eat it while riding a bike? So I always have to still pull over, unpeel a banana, take a few bites, situate myself. Out of the way, meathead. And then, yeah, I didn't see that guy this time. But I've always wondered, like, are, are, I think people are just skipping that. Because I, I, have, I have yet to see anybody grab five items, including a banana, peel it, continue his or her 25-mile-an-hour pace. You steer with one foot, you pedal with the other. What the fuck? That's something I still need to figure out. Sorry, I was plugging the lights. You were talking about the bike. but I, Because it is, especially like the race directors, there's got to be a better way. What, pre-peel the banana? Something. Yeah, I, I uh, maybe at least just go open by your and you bottles open your mouth and they just cram it down your at throat. At least open the Gatorade bottles. What if the you? high school kids that are there, just like a bird, they pre-chew it and then they just regurgitate everything into your mouth as you go by? All right, smart ass. No, I, I, I we think had we're this something. conversation though. Yeah, we had no conclusions. I just now have this idea. I've now figured it out. Uh, Valley High School volunteers that I saw next time. Just pre pre-chew it all up. Just spit it in, because that's COVID approved. Yeah, hey, we, we've beat COVID. Uh, of course, we're now right, into sorry, probably other communicable diseases uh, from pre-chewing. Okay, back to the run. Forward back to running the Satan's butthole. So anyway, it was the kind of thing I was just breaking down. Um, of course, you know, first for me, I'm like, oh, you know, 12-minute miles, all right. Usually I run 10 to 11, but after, definitely not after the you know, swimming a bike, you know, I'm happy to be at 14, 15, maybe I'm walking 16. So this is great. Well, of course, progressively it gets a little slower. Be ran the, the whole time. The, the waddle. Well, that's the thing. I was happy. It's, it's the second, you know, the 70.3 in, in Florida I had. I didn't walk, but of course my quote unquote run probably was still slower than, than definitely, a, a, you know, a normal or anybody's walk. But I was that was kind of what I wanted to do mentally, still be in my mind running. So I, I just, yeah, it's the kind of thing you break down and then you just keep going. Um, and Kelly, this is your first time watching a 70.3. Mm-hmm. Did you notice a difference on the run here compared to the full? As in people walking or not walking? Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely there were more runners. Everyone's it, running it in these run- things. Like, I mean, I a saw a few fuckers. walkers, and it was hot and humid, so there were a few walkers, but definitely. Not like the, the full. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, it's like the march of death on the full. It's like 80% walking. Yeah, especially, I think. I towards the end. And I don't where, know where, if there was where, the, uh, you know, the bucket listers or what. Um, it definitely motivates me. Like, okay, well, everyone's running. I guess I got to hey, keep going. And same as before, you know, there was uh, a group I, that we both saw with a, you know, tri uniform and said big sexy racing. And then I did see a guy, <laughs> he had a, a tri uniform and said old fart, like tri club. And so, and, and I mean, this guy definitely was well into his 70s. And so that that's always inspiring to me. And I'm like, hey, I want to be like that guy. Um, 
So, yeah, you go around Gray's Lake. The unique thing with this is you do have a chance to completely encircle where you swam. So you get to see the whole course as you're running by. Um, but it's two loops. Um, and I, I overheard somebody else mentioning the same thing that, that I think it gets to be. It's kind of cruel because you get to the end of the first loop. And you're like, okay, are we there? And then you see the, you see the shoot. You see the finish line. You're like, nope, got to turn around and do that all over again. And I finally caught up with you. Yeah, I saw you just right the before the, the, yep, the turnaround. I got the sunglasses. You offered me a cola, and then I was like, can I do this? Can I not do this? I've even asked Michael Via Carlos afterward this. Well, and I was asking vol- an, a volunteer, and they were saying that really it's the professionals that are not allowed to take anything from anyone else. Everybody okay. else don't give a shit, which well, yeah, makes sense. Which I'm not, not winning this thing at the same time. Like, I mean, I didn't take... I mean, I took an A sip from a straw, but then it's like, okay, yeah. doing this or just waiting for the next aid station is not going to be the difference of finishing and not And finishing, I realized so. that, <laughs> you know, Iron Man's really good about putting aid stations. Um, but if you're there to either as a spectator or crew, it was the hardest race that I've been with you to be able to get to you. That wasn't obviously like a trail run or something because the course was a lot of it was on a trail that wasn't accessible to the road because I had a car. Mm-hmm. And then also there was a shit ton of not only the normal road closures, but a shit ton of construction, like yeah, one or the other man. And so, you know, it's at least on my end, like tr- just trying to find, find you make sure you know you have what you need you're safe whatever it was extremely difficult just trying to get to you i only saw you what twice during the the yeah course other than the swim like dropping you off and then seeing you right in right one he did see some people handing out beer to the, the yeah runners. mile nine it was the mile and did they did they take it did you see oh my god this one beer? guy totally like down an entire beer and smashed it Nice. That yeah. guy's a baller. He was a baller. And right then, yeah, on. there was a chick. I saw three people I take beer. it was beer. a woman's pub later that night. Probably. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I did see you. And then, again, it was the kind of thing like, all right, you know, just get to mile six and then get to mile eight. I know mile eight. It's over back by the lake. And there you get to the turnaround. So, in my mind, I'm just always mentally breaking everything down. Okay, get to this point. Get to that point. Um and they're just trying to to plow through it, um, but they do like there's like the the main, the the cool place to hang out where the nightlife is in Iowa. It's also the same place where they have the farmers market is Court Avenue, so that's where they have the finish and the shoot. So, go through the shoot, and um, yeah, they're still not putting the metal over you. But I, I grab the metal and the kick-ass hat that looks like you're getting ready to do some indoor painting. Um, but then I did see Kelly, so I had gave you the medal. I'm like, hey, put it hey, on. Hey, I me. scored a good so, spot on the shoot. You did. You did. I you threw were... some elbows, man. Threw some elbows and, like, body checked. I'm like, this is my spot. People were trying to, like, get in. <laughs> and I was just like, nope, feet wide. The, like, super, super woman stance. But no. Oh, yeah. You were, you looked good coming in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I was definitely drenched and I was exhausted. Uh, we lucked out because formerly Mickey's Pub, I'm trying to think what they call it now, Right by the end of the finish line, went in and, um, you know, had a chance to sit down and immediately, you know, get a water, try to just hydrate, try to get going. Um, But it was a good feeling. There was somebody else that we saw. Well, right before I got to the end, I guess probably like the last mile, there was someone 
where someone was tending to him, umbrella over him. I could tell he had at least heat exhaustion. Someone else we saw, they had an IV there, you know, ready to go. Um, but it was still a good sense of accomplishment. The bike was shortened, yes. Um, but, hey, uh, any 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 race, any event, it's going to be a challenge. Any, anything's going to, I mean, you're, you're definitely going to be breaking a sweat and having to, to put forth an effort. So um, I was definitely happy that I had a chance to, to participate. I was glad they put it on, and um, I'm glad I kind of, you know, felt a little bit more like myself getting into the race. But I think I made a decision here about something, Kelly. Mm. So I'm usually the kind of guy where, okay, cool, I can I, I get up at 5:30, I drive an hour and a half to go to work, and then I drive that hour and a half from work to go straight to the airport, and I catch a red eye flight, and I land here, and I work in this, and then it. It catches up to me. Mm-hmm. Either I'm exhausted, I get sick, or whatever. I'm fucking exhausted, and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> and so that's what it was like for me, st- still, where I, you know, I work an hour and a half from where I live, and then um, even it was even the next morning, but I didn't get much sleep and caught the flight. Well, um, and then we just got the official announcement uh, yesterday or two days ago, but I'm signed up for the Ironman Mount Treblant. It's the full up in Quebec. Blame Canada. Ah, oh, Canada. Jeez. And I was already only taking, I was going to be working that, man, what did I have? It was a Wednesday, but not Thursday, Friday, or Wednesday, Thursday. But anyway, catch a, you know, red-eye flight, get there, probably miss the first part of check-in, and get going. And you're still going to have jet lag. That's another thing, too. This is two hours ahead of what I was used to. Mount Treblant's going to be three. Mm-hmm. So I already knew I was going to be exhausted. Well, I've already taken this time off of work, and it's tough to try to to coordinate that and so i thought okay if ironman mount Treblant gets canceled i've got these halves you know and some olympics i want to be able to do this full and so i thought what else can i do and although I noticed, he has a full in october no i don't cozumel that's november oh sorry <laughs> same yes. year though I'm, already, I'm still dreading that bike ride again so i'm just, <laughs> mentally i'm still like yeah, look at, you know it's it's past this veil i haven't acknowledged it yet but yes i do have a full in november um so Mount Treblant that that weekend, like okay, what f- other fools are there? Well, there's Copenhagen, which is sold out. There's also Vichy, France. I looked at it and I thought, okay, maybe I can get there. Can I can I work? And I catch a flight, and then I arrive to France late Friday night, and then I have to check in by Saturday morning. Well, it's far away. It's far away from everything. I'd have to fly into Charles de Gaulle, rent a actually rent a car and drive through hours which is what i did for minneapolis and then get down there and then go to race and i i looked at the swim the swim actually looked kind of cool it's in a river it's a very narrow river so spectators will be on both sides of you as you go it kind of looks like if anybody's ever watched the tour de france when they go to alpe d'huez and you have fans on both sides and as the cyclists come up they they spread apart i'm like oh maybe that'll be kind of cool then i got to the bike part there's supposed to be like 8,000 feet of vertical gain on this bike. I'm like, holy hell, that is a pain in the ass. And then, you know, you do your run through town. And so I just, I don't know, as I was running in Des Moines, well, actually, especially as I you know, started and I started to feel better, I'm like, I'm going to show up jet lagged, feeling shitty from already because during the week I usually get four to five hours of sleep. And then I'm going to show up to this thing that, you know, it's kind of, like I said, three hours outside of, of Paris. And then I'm probably just going to get my ass kicked and then turn around and go home. So I'm like, I'm going to drop a lot of money 
to have this narrow amount of time and I'm, I'm just not going to have a good experience. And so if one thing that was probably was really good from this is realize, okay, I do have limits. Cause I usually like to think that like, no, I can do anything. I know not a big deal, but the thing that I've made a decision on is not to do Vichy France. Although well, I'm proud of you. One of the deferrals of course was Ironman California in Sacramento, which is the weekend before, um, Oceanside. So part of me is like, yeah, I, don't book on the trip. Well, then I'm like, what if I get in the car, go down Sacramento, do the Ironman California, continue down I-5, Ironman Oceanside 70.3, hit some Legoland, hit Disneyland. There's the part I omitted to tell you. Oh. And then drive through the night, probably 16 hours, to then go straight to Cleolum and to Drilling Teeth. So all sounds exhausting. Can we so- just have a family vacation? <laughs> That's what we do when we watch videos at night. You know, we have from 9 to 9.30. That usually extends to 10.30. Two days a week. Movies. Yes. Um, no, I'm proud of you for for thinking that one through. Because I'm sure it would be an awesome experience you would never forget. But yeah, I mean, you know, our time... Well, I in- realize the thing I would not forget is me sucking ass yeah. more than well, normal. And I don't being like, so, but... You know, our time and funds. Wait, you don't think so? You think I'd, I would do well? Should I go? Time, no, time and money is valuable. It like is. the t- the time is as valuable as the money, and uh, we've been doing a lot, and you've been doing a lot. And I did send you two things that maybe you would like to do that are not triathlons; they're ultra runs. Yeah, there's an ultra run in Anchorage, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Alaska is one of two states I have left to go to. Yes. And then another one was Here. Uh, was it like a peak to peak looking? Uh, yeah. So you go from one mountain peak and it looks like you're going it's on a, a saddle. It's a 50 miler. Yeah, it's a 50 mile. That actually looked really cool. Uh-huh. Give me more of a And that's in our state. And enjoy Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that looked great too. And, but I love you because you were just like, yeah, I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> well, in your mind, you build it up. <laughs> so, okay. Because I'm like, hey, here's a solution. Which one do you want to do, babe? I'll sign us up. We can do this together. And uh, you're like, I'm still pissed. Like, not now. Not now, bitch. <laughs> no, I he would never say he would those never call words. Me I get things built in my mind. So I visualized, you know, you wake up and you look at everyone and they're like, Sacre bleu, oui, oui. And a guy's like, and I'm like, je voudrais un crepe. And this guy comes out and he's got a fleur de lis. And he's like, <laughs> good luck, monsieur. Like bon chance. <laughs> and then I take off and then we come and. I don't know what they do when you go to the fish's lion in, in Mount Chablant. You know, are, are they throwing croissants? Or, I don't know. I picture them with like scarves. You know, do they have people dressed like the Sun King, <laughs> King Louis? Because remember, this is uh, pre-revolutionary France when they settled the uh, Quebec colony. The, um, the, I just you visualize this. It's kind of like Pee Wee Herman when he had his bike and he visualized he was in the Tour de France mm-hmm. on that kick-ass bike with the the lion on the the front of it. So I just was really excited. Um, and know. we, no one knows if they're actually going to do it next year because they give, they give a series of deferrals and they included a refund, and they did not include a deferral for 2022. And I've yeah, heard that they that's haven't. weird for Iron Man so. <laughs> to even offer a refund. Um, I also suggested, what if we go together and you do the and course? Do the course. And I, cor- I noticed there and are some people you. that are electing to do that. Um, I think that would be fun. Part of me still wants to go when it, quote unquote, counts. Yeah. And I know this is all should be about personal glory, but then again, why would we sign up for these things and not just do them on our own? 
but I mean, but I would still love to do that. It'd still be great. But I don't know. Maybe we'll do the maybe we'll do the peak to peak thing. Or hell, this is me we're talking about. Maybe we'll fly to Anchorage. We'll do the ultra run. Then we'll fly down, do the peak to peak, and then we'll fit in a. <laughs> I think they're on the same day. <laughs> That'll be a very long, fast plane ride. That's yes. why you've got your pilot's license. Oh dear. Get a MIG. Get a MIG. Just get a MIG. Yeah, we'll haul ass. Uh-huh. Uh, one thing about the people that, uh, the pros that did compete, uh-huh. I was looking at their times, um, I believe it was the winner as well, his run time, an hour and nine minutes. Wow. For that half. guy was on a pace for a two hour and 18 minute marathon, and again, what these athletes are, are, are accomplishing is just incredible. Nothing short of incredible. Um, and one thing I'd read too is that I think it's the female winner woke up. Went back to bed. I mean, I did too. Um, had a second breakfast. She was able to still show up and and kick ass. And so I just, oh, and and yeah, the winners. He was doing like five minute miles. So I. That's wild. I'm just in awe of what these people accomplish, and it is cool. I mean, hell, maybe maybe it was the guy that won. As I was getting on my bike and he was coming in. I mean, it's kind of to kind of rub shoulders with these people. Still feels like a. A privilege, you know, for a lack of a better word. So, mm-hmm. kind of like, remember when David Goggins passed us? Yeah. Ooh, you know, like this entourage. That, that, is well, this how my middle life is going to be defined? My mouth like, Lucy Charles Barkley. You know what? She uh, she was at the finish line right when I entered the water. This Iron Man, it was pretty sweet. It was <laughs> awesome. Uh, you know who I did see actually? Who? On both the plane ride there and back, a six a.m. plane ride, Friday at six a.m. and then back from Minneapolis. On that Tuesday at, what was my flight? 3 p.m. Uh, one of the co-creators of Sonic's Gate, Requiem for a Team, which is a documentary about how the Seattle Supersonics were stolen. I wanted to say something to him. I'm know, surprised you didn't. I, I thought about this it multiple, is like, but I'm like, do I do I say? I mean, I've watched a lot of this guy's this is stuff. Your, this is your lifelong grudge. Yes, it is. Like, this shit you're taking to the grave if, if the Sonics don't you come know, back. You know, I wondered. If I could have, you know, if it's the whole like, hey, your ex-wife comes crawling back, you get the Sonics. Like, Sonics. <laughs> That's the grudge. So you're saying, <laughs> so you're saying, if the Sonics don't come, you take your ex-wife no, crawling no, back. No, even no, I would just continue to have the grudge that there's no Sonics. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying, most people grudges would be right. personal injuries and insults. No, totally. My personal injury was the Sonics. The Sonics. So I saw the guy that helped. Essentially, he put in video form how I feel. Oh. Well, I did tell you that I will watch this, so I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Anything else about Iowa? Nothing that uh, comes to mind at the time here. All in all, good trip. Did you? That was your first time? Yeah. First time in the Midwest. Got you some my late night. No corn. I'm so pissed about. Yeah, you no need to get corn. some corn. Um, no, it was good. It was it was a good time. I always enjoy hanging with you and seeing you do impossible Struggle. things. No, you did awesome, babe. Um, yeah, I I liked Iowa. I mean, it was a little weird starting race day with hail lightning and thunder and ending it with a tornado warning but you know hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i have noticed most of the ironman courses were like well they canceled the swim or they did the, that 
It's all the Midwest, you know, Louisville. Yeah. Or as they say, well, even when you guys were in the water, I'm hearing this thunder, and you know, I'm asking volunteers, I'm like, so when do you pull them out of the water? Because I'm concerned for Mm -hmm. you and everybody else. They're like, oh, when it comes within two miles, and I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like that wouldn't give you enough time. If you got a brisk wind, that's not enough time to get everybody out of the yeah, water. Yeah, it was not the day for me to be wearing my tinfoil hat <laughs> over my swim cap. <laughs> no. Let me put it that way. Ugh. But all in all, it was a really part fun of the experience. adventure. Part of the adventure. Is there anything else? Anything you want to talk about coming up? Or you know what's really weird is huh. so you finish that, and then you take the next, you know, the day off, and then the next day I met a buddy in Okaboji, Iowa, and then flew here, and then I went. Last night, uh, lifted some weights, and I went to go just do an easy 5K, 3.1 miles. And then it's like I never ran before. I felt like, again, just heavy and like, oh, my God. It felt a little better towards the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the stiffness from both the travel and the event, but yeah, I, it, this shit's hard work. Yeah. But, hey, keep at it. <laughs> and do epic shit, right? Do Kelly? epic shit. Yes. Awesome. Well, hey, for Clinton... Timberman for the Yezevet Sverti. I'm signing out. And for Kelly Tipple, aka K Tip. Okay, do you have any other aliases, Kelly? No. Smelly nipples. Smelly nipples. That one was n- that one was given to you, right? Mm-hmm. By your dad? <laughs> no. No, by Mark Roach. Mark fucker. Roach, bully. Well, hey, for the two of us. We're the Midnight Club. Thanks for listening, both of you. Till next Where time. Where can they find us, asshole? Oh, so they can find us on Instagram, <laughs> My Midnight Club, or Facebook, My Midnight Club, or at the local bowling alley doing pull tabs. No, probably not there. But hey, find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, find us on Podbean. Email us. Email us at clint at mymidnightclub.com or not kelly at mymidnightclub.com or just call Miles at Juanita Athletic Club (laughs) or Columbia Athletic Club Juanita and ask for Kelly Thursday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. Oh, please don't. Just come to my yoga class. No need to call. 6 to 7 p.m. No need to call. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye.